You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 27. This week's cast, the best Christmas songs of all time, a special community episode. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, and on the Dirty Dozen Podcast, the community came together with their favorites so fast. The songs were all hung in the inbox with care, with hopes that two idiots soon would be there. The listeners were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of Beavis jokes danced in their heads. While Jake in his kerchief, and I in my cap, has turned on the mics for a long winter's chat. When out of the net there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my Mac to see what was the matter. I didn't use Windows, I didn't use Flash, tore all through the files and did so real fast. The sent in their dozens, why don't you know? Let's enter them in and create a new show. When what to my wondering eyes would appear, but your host, Rob Heitman. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. We'll rank the Dirty Dozen or top 12 Christmas songs while discussing Christmas music and having some Christmas beverages. Oh, my gosh. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is a different cast because I am here solo. I am on my own. I am going rogue just for this once. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like here, too. So <laughs> anyway, just it's always scary leaving me alone with a microphone. Anyway, this is obviously a really special community podcast. We requested audio files and suggestions, and the community came through. I'm really, really excited for everything that happened. Um, everybody came up with their, this is my favorite Christmas song of all time, and a couple people dropped a couple more than one, but mostly they did. We put them all on a list and sent it back to everybody who suggested it, and all of those people ranked it 1 through 12, and I think we have... Oh, I think we had about well, close to 30 people initially, and I think 20 of those people returned it. So we have a lot, and I, we put it into the same formula that Jake and I use for just the two of us, but blown up to 20 people. So it, it's just awesome, and we'll play all the clips, the audio clips that came in. All you guys are going to be on the air. We'll play you. We'll talk about the song, just like always. And then we'll play them. I'd like to thank everybody who made suggestions on Facebook. Liza Purdy, Carrie Byers, Gina Collins, Misty Gunderson, Deb Rousey, and Sean Martin. And everybody else who sent in audio files. You'll hear them individually because we all play their clips. Hooray! Sorry for the little break. It's been really weird over the Christmas season. And we're going to cut the volume down on, instead of doing it every two weeks, we're going to be doing it a little bit at least once a month. Maybe twice a month. I already have the next one lined up. We're going to do Rush uh, next month with Alan Campbell's going to send in for that. And then I got a Jake one in uh, February. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 15 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism, which we need to highlight. And then we may do a second clip. Let me just step aside for a second. On this episode, there's a couple of the tracks that are completely free to play. So in that case, I'll play a little bit more. So I may push the boundaries a little bit. I'll do probably... 20 seconds or 30 seconds of those. We made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search the official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our list in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes that are copyrighted will head back to the appropriate person. We will have also created a current episode Dirty Dozen playlist, which will automatically update each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. All right. We actually have Jake's song of note. So let's pretend he's here. <laughs> Okay, Jake, what's your song of note? 
There's a, a funny album I came across for a couple of years now. It's it's all goat sounds. I don't know if you've heard this one, Robbie. It's if you go on YouTube and put in "All I Want for Christmas Is a Goat," the first track is like a French guy talking, but then every song after that is goat screams. If you they're like auto tuned to like Silent Night, and it's it's hysterical. Every time I go through the album, it's like eight songs. I'll hit play again and drive the kids nuts. They hate it so much. So I recommend people also check out that one too. Oh, Jake, that's such a good choice. I'm sorry, you're here, right? <laughs> this one I listened to, and it's it's probably as painful as you think, but let's take a listen to All I Want for Christmas is a Goat. Uh, let's listen to Silent Night, because that's what Jake talked about uh, in his thing. Let's go. <laughs> good song on note right and uh it's never gonna live up to that that's that's just too good oh my gosh okay so i will do my song on note i am not giving you my list at all today which is kind of cool the only song you're really getting from me is my song of note so my song of note <laughs> is by a wonderful artist he's actually a tv star who's also turned singer he is uh the star of star trek in the day, he played Captain Kirk. He's been all over the place. William Shatner, of course, I'm talking about. And the album that I'd like to talk about is Shatner Claws. <laughs> so, uh, Shatner put together a, uh, well, I guess a, a Christmas album. Hence, Shatner Claws, right? And he has a bunch of different people playing with him on it. So... He has uh, Henry Rollins is on Jingle Bells with him, Brad Paisley on Blue Christmas, and a couple people, Todd Rundgren, Artemis Pyle. But my favorite one, they're all awesome in their own way. And if you don't know, William Shatner tends to do spoken word in his albums, if you will. He did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Billy Gibbons. Now, Billy Gibbons adds coolness to whatever he touches, I think. And I don't think we're going to get to hear the guitar solo because... We This is the new thing that came out, so we can't go crazy with this. This is going to be a 15-second one. I will send the link to the YouTube that will play it. But for now, let's just enjoy a little bit of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer done hmm, William Shatner style. Let's go. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you'll go down in history. And there's my song of note, William Shatner, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, with Billy Gibbons, who you didn't hear really that much. So anyway, let's jump into your Dirty Dozen, not mine. So I put everything into the computer to start with here, 
since it's not people running down their individual lists. And uh, we have our number 12. This one is off of an album called A Very Special Christmas. It was 1987. It's a Special Olympics benefit album. Uh, originally done by a, an artist named Darlene Love. But she was actually the backup vocals on this track, which is Christmas Baby Please Come Home by U2 is number 12. When this initially came out, I think in the 60s, not the U2 version. The U2 version came out in 87, like I mentioned. But Darlene Love was on Phil Spector's album in 1963. And the only original song was the song on there, which uh, Spector wrote with a couple of his friends. Okay? And it was sung by Darlene Love. But he put it out as a single, and that day John F. Kennedy was shot and killed. So there wasn't a big holiday mood for the single, and it kind of disappeared and lay dormant for, oh, 30 years or so until it showed up in a couple movies and the radio started listening to it and adding it to their holiday playlist. And it became a Christmas classic. It just took a while. <laughs> Gina Collins suggests this one. We do not have an audio file with this. There's a couple we do not have audio files. There's a couple that do. What's going to happen is for those of uh, those audio files that did not make the final cut on the 12. Uh, we're going to do, once we hit two, after two, we're going to go the miss the cuts and we're going to talk about every, all the other audio. So you're going to hear your audio, regardless if you're number one through 12 or if you're 15 or 18 or 20 or whatever it is, 30. All right. So let's take a listen to number 12, Christmas, baby, please come home by YouTube. Okay, that was Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. I remember uh, Jimmy Fallon doing on the Saturday Night Live Christmas special, which comes usually plays every year in primetime. He does a thing with that in the beginning. Same song. Now, number 11 on the list dun, 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 is... Away in a Manger, which is not a specific person per se. It's just a traditional song. First published in 1885 in a Lutheran Sunday school book by James R. Murray. And the music's composer is unknown. And the author of the first two stanzas is unknown. A couple of people wrote further on down the line on it. A lot of people thought this was actually sung, written by Martin Luther himself. Because the original title it was given was, there was a subtitle, it was Away in a Manger, parentheses, Luther's Cradle Hymn. So, there you have it. Alright, uh, Away in a Manger, this was suggested by Liza Purdy. So, thank you Liza for that. That was on Facebook. So, we don't have an audio file with this. So, let's take a listen to Away in a Manger, your number 11. Okay, 
Okay, that was the number 11, Away in a Manger. That was the Lauren Daigle version uh, from her latest album. It's funny, uh, the next song that we're going to be doing, uh, number 10, overall, was actually suggested by somebody who listeners know very well. <laughs> My co-host, Jake, had had a pick for his favorite Christmas song of all time. And this was it. And he actually sent us an audio file. So let's listen to Jake. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Jake. I'm here to give you my uh, favorite Christmas song. And I have a feeling I'm not the only one to pick this song, but maybe I am. But this one is special to me. And it's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I have a feeling maybe a lot of people pick this one. But the classic, way, way back, hundreds of years ago. And uh, Charles Wesley, that's I think the guy who wrote it. Lots of good hymns. But the thing I think that's so special, the version to me that I really like was the the Charlie Brown one, obviously, I think, just with the, the kids singing. But when you look into the lyrics and everything, it's really rich with the gospel, a joyful song, and it really just kind of lays out everything about God and sinners reconciled and born that men no more may die. So just really good, uplifting, rich song, and uh, it's always been one of my favorites. Thanks, Jake. The only thing that struck me weird about the song overall is John Wesley did write it, but it was edited over time. There were two verses that were removed. There was some lyrics, like it says, Universal nature say Christ the Lord is born today. And it was changed to, With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. So the original Wesley didn't have that in it. But it's a great song. So let's take a listen to... Hark the Herald Angels Sing from the Charlie Brown Christmas special by the Vince Giardo Trio. So let's listen. Number 10. Hark the Herald Angels Sing Glory to the newborn That was the Charlie Brown Christmas singing Hark the Herald the Angels Sing, our number 10. And thank you, Jake, for that suggestion. All right. Now, our number nine was a fairly popular one. I think we had two people request this one. Yeah, it was uh, Stephen Petrie and Tina Wells called it their favorite Christmas song of all time. So let's listen to uh, Steve and Tina talk about it. Hi, I'm so excited to be chatting with the Dirty Dozen podcast. Uh, This is Tina Wells. And my favorite Christmas song is The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. It's always just given me the, the warm, fuzzy, magical feeling of Christmas every time I hear it. I think it really evokes that inner childhood spirit, the magic of family and memories and Santa and all of the wonderful portions of the holiday and what it's all about. Hello, this is Stephen Petrie. Merry Christmas. I would say my favorite song, for a couple of reasons, is the voice. It just sounds like Christmas to me. Uh, it's soothing. I think it's called A Christmas Song, but you may know it. It's by Nat King Cole. The chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. This song was actually... Oh, thank you, Stephen and Tina, by the way. You're awesome. Mel Torme actually wrote this song with uh, one of his co-writers, I think Bob Wells. No relation to Tina Wells, I don't think. You never know. We should check in on that. <laughs> that would be a good reason why she would pick it. He drove over to this place, and they were hanging out in California. It was a super hot day. Went to his house. He wasn't there. He saw this notepad of paper. This is from an NPR interview, by the way. And it said, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, Yuletide carols being sung by a choir, 
and folks dressed up like Eskimos. When Mel found Bob, he said, hey, what's this? He goes, it's so blistering hot there, I thought it'd be fun to see if I can kind of think of something to make me cool off verbally. <laughs> so regardless, they tried to shop it around and they ended up getting turned down because why would somebody want to release something that's only going to be popular for a couple days a year? <laughs> As the, the people said at the time, this is back in 1945. In 1946, it was recorded by Nat King Cole, who he shopped it to next, and he said, that's my song. After he heard it, he goes, that's going to be my song. I love it, I love it, I love it. Here it is. The number nine Christmas song of all time as chosen by our listeners. It's the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by... Okay, that's uh, number nine, the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You, by Nat King Cole. All right, uh, it's actually, in, he that recording itself was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1974, so it's very popular, and obviously our listeners think it's the ninth most popular of all time, which is a lot. You have to understand, these songs that we're talking about are big, big songs, <laughs> and then I show you the next one, which I am shocked that's here, but... It is, and people requested it. This is by a group that included a man called George Michael, and uh, the name of the song is Last Christmas by Wham, and when everybody sent in their top 12 lists, this was on a lot of them, so hence it's number eight overall. It's interesting that George Michael actually died on Christmas Day back in 2016. This was released on a charity record with proceeds going to famine relief in Ethiopia. It's kind of funny that George Michael say what you want about him he did this song and he left from the filming of the video of the song and he went over to the uk and did another song which may or may not be on this list it's uh do they know it's christmas by band-aid he sung in that as well this is last christmas by wham this is number eight surprisingly and here we go Okay, that's number eight, somehow, wham, last Christmas. Okay, so now let's move from eight to number seven. This one is suggested by, oh wait, this was suggested by me. Hmm. Wow, uh, when I was younger, I fell in love with all of those, uh, uh, what were they, Rankin Bass, did all of those stop motion animations. And one of my favorite, a couple of them that were my favorite, one was with the Heat Miser, and the freeze miser, and some say I actually look like the heat miser now, so go figure, maybe throw glasses on the heat miser. Ah, you got me there. But this is from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the album. This isn't the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Actually, it was written by Johnny Marks, but sung by Burl Ives, who was the snowman in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And the name of the song is Holly Jolly Christmas, and this has been in a lot of movies. It's been all over the place. A lot of people loved it on the voting, so... I was very happy to see my song make the list somehow. Burl Ives wasn't actually supposed to be in initially when they wrote it. Yukon Cornelius was supposed to sing Silver and Gold. And, of course, this song, Holly Jolly Christmas. But Burl Ives, when he came aboard, was the person who ended up singing it. So anyway, let's take a listen to 
Holly Jolly Christmas. Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Great song, of course. And next we move to number seven on the countdown. We had a suggestion for this one, so let's listen to Alan. Hi there, Dirty Dozen Podcast. This is Alan Campbell, and my favorite Christmas song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I love the dichotomy in the song. It's in a minor key, and minor chords typically create a mood that's somber and dark in a song. But the lyrics are a song of hope. Um, They they hearken back to when the children of Israel were in captivity in Babylon, crying out to God to deliver them from, from their bondage. And when Jesus came, uh, the first advent, that's what happened. He came to deliver us from our bondage. It's couched in a very somber musical score that really communicates the angst of the children of Israel at that time. And in hindsight, from this historical perspective, we see that they were delivered from their bondage. And that gives us hope that God will do the same thing in our lives. Really old song, because it came off of this old classic rites of Vespers, which is done between December 3rd, 17th and 23rd of December for the Catholic Church, and uh, some Episcopal churches did it. It was translated into English in 1861. O come, O come, Emmanuel. It was Latin, first documented in Germany in 1710. Okay, let's listen to O come, O come, Emmanuel, number six on the countdown. Okay, that's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, a song by David Crowder, our number six. His version is not necessarily number six, it's just, but I thought that sounded pretty good. All right, uh, speaking of traditional songs, the next song, I'm not even going to call anybody out on this one. It's uh, number five overall best Christmas songs of all time is Silent Night. It will be sung in almost every church on Christmas Eve, assuming they have Christmas Eve services. There are over 26,000 different versions of Silent Night on Spotify. And this is kind of interesting. I read this. You could listen to a different rendition of the carol every night for 72 years. <laughs> just just crazy. It originally was a German song, Stille Nacht, Heineken Nacht, and all that, by uh, Franz Gruber and Joseph Moore. In 1818, a church organ in Austria broke and couldn't be repaired. The priest at the time, Joseph Moore, told his trouble to a friend who was a composer, Franz Gruber, and uh, he gave him a poem that he had written for him two years earlier as a gift. So Gruber really liked the, the feel of the poem, so he set it to music and came and played it for the congregation on Christmas Eve. The pastor played the guitar, and he sang the song, which was the first public performance of Silent Night. 
Uh, it's been translated over to 300 languages around the world. And obviously, it is one of the biggest Christmas songs of all time. So it's number five, which is surprising. I thought it may be a little higher, but who knows? Who am I to know? I don't know. So let's listen to Silent Night. We'll pick a version of this. Of Out of the 26,000 versions, should I just pick one randomly? Let's think. Uh, tell you what, let's go to the person who was most known for Christmas songs, I think. I think he sang this in Holiday Inn, too, potentially. Bing Crosby. This is his 1942 version of Silent Night. The number five song is picked by our listeners. Silent night, holy Okay, that's number five of the best Christmas songs of all time. It's Silent Night. Now, number four. This song is requested by Deborah Rousey from from the Facebook page. Um, This made the list all the way up to number four, so everybody tended to agree that this should have been there. The name of the song is Mary Did You Know, and the version she selected was Pentatonix. But if you look back at the history of the song, it was written by Mark Lowry, who was a member of the Gaither uh, vocal band, which is a Christian band back in the 70s, I think. The first singer ever to actually release it was Michael English, who was another Gaither singer in 91. But Kathy Matea recorded her version in 93, and that's when it took off. A lot of other people have done it since then. Pentatonix is only one of the latest people to do it. So uh, Mary, did you know? Really interesting. It was originally called Questions for Mary. So there you go. Let's take a listen to number four, Mary Do You Know by Pentatonix. One of my favorite lines in that is, the, the child that you deliver will soon deliver you. I, I love that. I love the kind of play on words. Okay, that's Mary Do You Know, the number four Christmas song of all time. So let's look at number three overall. We're getting the top three already. Rob? Yeah, I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, I miss Jake. All right. This was selected by a bunch of people. This song was originally by a band called Sabotage. It was on their Dead Winter Dead album in 1995, but they were a heavy metal band, so many radio stations didn't play it at all. So they rebranded it under uh, their side project called Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and it was number one on over 500 radio stations. It's a story of a cellist who, in the middle of uh, the Serbian War, the Bosnian War, right? The Serbs were bombing Sarajevo every night, and everybody was going to the bomb shelters, but he climbed on a pile of rubble in the middle of uh, the city and played as the city was bombed. So they created an instrumental medley of Carol of the Bells and God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen to fit the story. Now, most people think of this song as Carol of the Bells, but it's really Christmas slash Sarajevo 1224, 
uh, by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So you're going to hear people refer to it as Carol of the Bells, but they're not correct. But this is the song they were talking about. So let's listen to a couple of people who suggested the song, starting with Tanya. Hey, Dirty Dozen listeners. So this is Tanya Davitt. I'm an avid fan of the podcast. And my favorite song for Christmas time is Carol of the Bells. I love every version. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the Lindsey Sterling version, and, of course, John Williams' Home Alone classic. So if you're looking for a good Christmas song, that's the one to check out. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Dirty Dozen. My name is Rachel Newkirk, and I'm going to be talking about my favorite holiday song. My favorite song is The Carol of the Bells by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And it's because I can remember when I was, I think it came out in like maybe 96, 98. My mom every year would have the Christmas station on all day on the radio. And I was walking down the hall, and I heard this song, and it stopped me in my tracks. I had to, like, every time the song would come on, I would sit by the radio and listen to the entire thing because I never knew when I would hear it again. I was too young to know what the band name was and how I could ever find it. And I think it was the most intense song I had ever heard because it reminded me of The Nutcracker, which was really intense Christmas story for me. And same with A Christmas Carol, that one. That one was really intense for me as well. They're very different than like Baby Jesus stories. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I heard that song, it hit me with this intensity that those stories hit me with. And also, I think that's probably what started off my interest in metal come to be years later, you know. Yeah, that's why it's my favorite song. Hello, my name's Ben. Merry Christmas to you all out there. My favorite song would be Carol of the Bells. There's lots of versions that are out there, but probably the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Love the guitars that are definitely behind that. Makes it just a different type of style that's there, and just one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song, or a great tune. One of my favorite versions is August Burns Red did a version of this, uh, too, which is great. Very along the same line as Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A very metal-focused, so check that one out, too. Anyway, let's listen to number three, Christmas Sarajevo 1224, also known as Carol of the Bells. It's actually got Rusty Merry Gentlemen a little bit too. Anyway, let's take a listen to number three. Okay, that was number three, Christmas Sarajevo, 1224 by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now we're down to the final two. It's hard to believe we're here already, but we are. Let's have somebody introduce our number two. Merry Christmas, Dirty Dozen. Uh, this is Jason Weck, and my favorite Christmas song is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. And the reason it's my favorite is that when I was growing up, my mom had this uh, cassette tape of Christmas music, and Bing Crosby was on that cassette. She would play it every Christmas morning, and it was literally what I woke up to before opening my presents. So that song has been set in my mind, and it's just this, it creates these, these mental visions and images of complete warmth and happiness and family and togetherness and excitement for Christmas Day. Yeah, a lot of people think this number two is uh, White Christmas, as we just heard uh, Mr. Weck uh, tell us. Irving Berlin wrote this, and he did not write this for White Christmas, which came out in the mid-50s, I think. It came out in 1942 for a movie called Holiday Inn. 
which was uh, done with uh, Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby was in that. And uh, they, it was written for the movie. And it's the best-selling single of all time. Not the best-selling Christmas single of all time. This is the best-selling song of all time. With over 50 million sold of this song, White Christmas. By far the, the highest on Billboard, according to Billboard of all time. Big popular song, and it's only number two. Mom peeps, I wonder what can be number one. We'll get there. Thank you, Jason. Here we go with number two, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Oh, by the way, the song was released during World War II. This may have helped the song be more popular because soldiers were over fighting in World War II when this was released in 1942. And I bet you a lot of them were dreaming of a white Christmas while they were uh, fighting against the Germans in World War II. So here you are, number two, White Christmas. Okay, that was number two, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. But before we get to number one, we're going to talk about a couple songs that missed the cut. We're going to talk about four songs specifically. We actually had audio files on, and they didn't quite make it. It was very close for the first one, which we do, which was uh, submitted by Susan Rodwell. And let's take a listen to that one. Hi, Dirty Dozen. This is Susan Rodwell. And my favorite Christmas song is All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. I know it's not a popular choice, necessarily, um, musically speaking, but it is one that for me just feels like Christmas when it's the vocal open and it's the slow intro, slow vocal intro versus the orchestral intro, which is also nice, but it's just not quite the same. But it gives me that festive Christmas feeling. And I just can't not be in a good Christmas spirit when I hear it. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that one was really, really close. I think it was one away. No, it was two away, I think, from the, from making it. But it didn't make it. Uh, the next one is by Bob Hudson. Had his suggestion. So let's listen. Hi, this is Bob Hudson. And my favorite Christmas song of all time is Do They Know It's Christmas by the band Band-Aid. Uh, from the mid-1980s in preparation for the Live Aid concert. It was epic on many levels, but it really brought the whole world together for a common cause. And while it wasn't explicitly in the name of Christ, it certainly had the tone and, and ministry of Christ behind it. And so that, to me, was really just the greatest, first of all, the greatest rock show ever, but also the greatest Christmas song came about as a result of that. So... Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid, my favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah, actually, I talked about that a little bit earlier when we talked about uh, last Christmas, um, because George Michael ran over there and did that song right after it. So, really good, and that was close as well. Next song is the one that was just outside. This is this was would be number 13, but unfortunately, we only do 12. So, this is Julie Pimonti with her 
favorite Christmas song of all time. Hi, my name's Julie Pamonte. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dirty Dozen. I just wanted to tell you my favorite Christmas song is the Andy Williams Happy Holidays. I just love the part when it says whoop de doo because it's one of the things I say all the time and my family just gets a kick out of every time they hear me. So that's my song. We have one more, and this one wasn't quite as close, <laughs> but it's a funny song, and it's one of the funniest songs in Christmas, and this was uh, recommended by Maureen and Bill. Hi, Dirty Dozen. My name is Maureen. Merry Christmas. My favorite song is Grandma Got Ran Over by Reindeer. I'm not sure who sang it. Hey, Dirty Dozen. It's Bill, a.k.a. Woody. Favorite song is Grandma Got Ran Over the Reindeer. Who doesn't like violence at Christmas time? Merry Christmas. I don't know about the violence part, although I will argue that the best Christmas movie of all time is Die Hard. <laughs> Let's see that in the comments. Yeah, it's it's a love story about a man and his wife who are struggling and come together over a, some tough times over Christmas. <laughs> it's almost like a Hallmark movie with machine guns. All right, so let's go to what we've been waiting for, the number one Christmas song of all time by our listeners, and we had three audio clips on this one we also have a facebook i mentioned by carrie byers so let's listen to dave hey happy holidays everybody uh, that listens to dirty dozen this is dave devlin and my favorite christmas song of all time is oh holy night uh the melody is amazing but the main reason i love that song so much is because it was my dad's favorite song favorite christmas song and my dad loved christmas as much as i do so that's why that song means so much to me Hi, this is Michelle Stewart. Hey, Dirty Dozen. Happy holidays to everybody. Um, my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. And I think there's just a lot of reasons. It's such a powerful song with some amazing, powerful lyrics. But I think my favorite part is when it says, Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. It's just such a, an amazing picture that he is such a gift to us and so amazing that we, the only response we could have is to fall on our knees. So I think that's probably the main reason why I like that song, but there's a bunch of stuff, but I won't even go into all that. Hi, this is Lori Reese, and my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. I especially like the version recorded by Point of Grace, which is pretty old school, but I sang it with a quartet of women I dearly love, and so it just always sticks with me as a beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you, Dave, Michelle, and Lori. Number one, Oh Holy Night, just a beautiful song. It was the first to ever be played live on a radio broadcast, ever, a Canadian broadcast playing a record, and then he finished by playing Oh Holy Night on his violin, singing the last verse, and then he read uh, some passages from Luke and wishes listeners a Merry Christmas back in 1906, December 24th. So that was Reginald Fessenden. So I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm sure he won't correct me, but maybe somebody knows. Feel free to correct me in the notes. I'm not perfect with all that stuff. Uh, once again, this is somebody asked to write a, a Christmas poem by a local priest who took it to a, to a composer, and they wrote the tune in a couple days, and played it at Midnight Mass in France. But the carol was frowned upon by the church because they denounced it for lack of musical taste and a total absence of the spirit of religion. 
And hearing O Holy Night today, I can't imagine that ever being the case. In 1855, it was translated by uh, John Sullivan Dwight into English, and he called it O Holy Night. So here is the number one song of all time by our listeners, and it's just a fantastic tune. It's O Holy Night. Oh, real, real quick. I have a story about this song. I had only been to one country concert in my life, which was Garth Brooks, which is unlike most country concerts, I tend to find out later, I didn't know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cool. And I saw Tim McGraw at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Opening for him was this woman who I'd never heard of, was Martina McBride. And uh, she went to play something and somebody was, there were signs, sing Christmas, sing Christmas. And they started playing one of her biggest hits. And she said, no, we're not going to play that tonight. I think it was Valentine. I guess it was a Valentine's Day song. And they stopped and it, it may have been planned, it may not have been. But regardless, she sang this whole song a cappella. My hair stood up on my arms. It was one of the most beautiful vocal performances I've ever heard in my life, which was Oh Holy Night uh, in Atlantic City at a country concert. Go figure. But here we go with Oh Holy Night. I'll, I'll be a little selfish here and play Martina McBride's version. Oh, he- Okay, that was the number one song. Hooray, we got through it. And thank you, everybody, for doing our work for us. It was kind of fun to kind of bring that out and have so many people in the list on there. And uh, I want to also thank Sean Martin. I somehow skipped you for wanting uh, White Christmas. That was on Facebook. And Sean, you're awesome. So thank you for being a part of the community. Uh, Once again, let's go from 12 to 1. Number 12 is Christmas Baby Please Come Home by U2. Number 11 is Away in a Manger. Number 10 is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, the Charlie Brown version. Number 9 is The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Number 8 is Last Christmas by Wham! Number 9 is Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Number 6 is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Traditional. Number 5 is Silent Night. Number four is Mary Did You Know by Pentatonix. Number three is Christmas Sarajevo 1224 by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Number two is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. And number one is Oh Holy Night. So thank you all for being a part of this. I also want to let you know that we're going to be doing a Wheel Try video. We'll be out very shortly with Jake and I. Jake and I will always be doing the Wheel Try videos, and we're going to continue to put them out fairly regularly, at least once a month. And that's kind of what we're going for for everything now. Uh, it just seems like the two weeks was pushing things quite tightly. So uh, I'll try to also come out with other things on my own. So there'll be continually new stuff in there. But the music, I think we're going to be doing once a month. All right. Thanks so much. And God bless. And I will see you soon. Peace. <laughs>